Yo. The illustrious one, the bandwagon radio in full swing. You know how we do this thing, man. Hit that bell, subscribe right now so you can get those notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here. Now, a special edition of the rundown segment here on the bandwagon radio while I myself, Jay Prague, sits down with artists across the globe. Give them a chance to open up about their personal life, their music, and you know we got to drop that new heat for the end of the show. Is out today. Got a special guest on the phone lines, hailing all the way from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I got my man Cold Case on the phone lines. What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? How you doing tonight? I am great, man. Pleasure to have you jumping on the bandwagon today. I appreciate you having me here, dude. So, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, how's uh, how's everything rolling down there in the north uh, in the NC? Yeah, NC is smooth right now, man. All is well. All is well. You know what I'm saying? Great weather. Uh, it's about to get a little chilly, but you know, we good. We good. We vibing right now. Uh, I hear that, man. Yes, I hear that. You got that ocean down there. I know it gets cold sometimes, yeah. but I mean, the beach shit's better than the freaking river shores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we deal with what we deal with, man. It's a beautiful thing all the way around. I, You know, right now, like I said, the wintertime is upon us. It's starting to try to peak out, but you know. We're going to enjoy this little sure. bit of last minute uh, summer as we can. And, uh, you know, how's Pittsburgh right now? How's PA? How's, how's the weather up there? Oh, you know. Yeah, you know, we're going through the seasons here, you know, got the four seasons happening, and we're heading into these winter months, so I'm just proud that we got, like, some 70-plus degree weather. I don't yeah. really like that cool, cold-ass Pittsburgh weather, dude. That right. ain't me, my man, you know what I'm saying? So, right. like, uh, I just I just like warmth, dude, me personally. I'm like <laughs> a fucking insect, dude. I just like to be inside and be warm, dude. You know what I mean? Same here, brother. Same here. Got my man Cold Case on the phone lines, kicking shit right now, man. Pittsburgh, PA on the phone lines. I had a chance to check out that new single, my story, by the way, we're going to talk about it. Of course, I'm going to let you introduce the song a little later on, and then I'm going to give you some feedback at some point during the interview of what I thought of the song, just as a fan of music, all right? All right, my man. All right, but first yeah, and foremost, know, there's also just a mention real quick. You know, there's three jam, there's three tracks on that my story shot. So, uh, you know, we got uncivilized on there. 
uh, we got my story. We got 99 years. Each each track kind of relates to you know the life of what I was uh, going through at one point in time, facing a whole shitload of time out west in California. Okay, well let's start right there then. Let's talk a little bit about the story because you do have some stories to tell. You have some situations, real life situations that were going on. So let's talk about it a little bit because it, it is in the music. So as much as you can speak on what what led to you now being an artist, the lifestyle that you led. Um, give us a little insight into the lifestyle a little bit of what you led to to bring you to this artistry point. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, so, uh, you know, I, I grew up hustling, you know, I didn't have much, you know, my uh, my parents lost their house. They, they went bankrupt whenever I was like seven, eight years old. So I lost my house. I had to kind of live on the road, lived in some like hotel, like kind of motel type of shit, you know what I mean? Like an old country and motor ends and shit like that. So uh, gotcha. me and my mom would live in there and my dad would stay at home and uh, he didn't have no electric on and, you know, they would have to fucking keep the stove on the keep you know what i mean like with like the gas you try to keep the gas on fireplace you know what i'm saying whatever keep a little heat in the house because it gets cold up in pittsburgh so when you know you're going through some shit i guess he lost a job at uh jnl still back then all the steel mills went down in pittsburgh so he uh he lost his job and uh you know really couldn't support the family anymore so i mean it, you know we ended up you know mom and i ended up fucking in a you know fucking motel and um you know trying to let him get his shit together a little bit so right. uh you know eventually things picked up you know like has its ups and downs. I mean, you know, with that, with that type of shit happening to a kid, you know, I just kind of want to have things, you know what I'm saying? So then I kind of followed the wrong people, got involved in some bad crowds right around like 13, 14, 15, started hustling cocaine and cooking up rocks and shit. Like right. my boy Birdie, he, uh, you know, be bringing shit up here from ATL and whatnot. And we'd be, you know, he to learn how to become a little chef, you know what I mean? I was doing my <laughs> thing, man. I mean, fucking making money, dude. I'm 16. I'm making hundreds of thousands of dollars at like 16, 17, 18 years old. I mean, that's like insane money for a fucking teenager. You know, you know what I mean? Right. So uh, I did my thing, you know, made some money and tried to fucking, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to like fucking be in that life my whole, my whole motherfucking life. I just wanted to kind of stick, stay there, get, you know, get paid a little bit, try to get, get some things going with myself. But when you're that much, when you're like that young and you're making money, money don't really like, it's just like fucking spending on my girl, spending on a vacation, go to a fucking casino. I mean, I used to go to AC, like Atlantic City and shit. And I would be gambling there like 19 years old, 18 years old, 20 years old fucking playing cards fucking roulette fucking craps just blowing money like it ain't nothing because it was like whatever i'll just go back and make some more money well then one day you know fucking shit goes down motherfuckers you know everybody gets in trouble and whatnot people get in trouble i mean it, it happens motherfucking my boy birdie dude fucking in a many dude from florida with some fucking federal agent dude and got fucking trapped up into some conspiracy charge, dude, and boy, my boy went away for like 15 fucking years. He went into prison whenever his daughter was three years old. He didn't see her until she was 18. I mean, wow. 15 years. So, wow. something like that. It's just like, holy fuck. I mean, he was my friend, dude. You know what I mean? We like, that was my boy. That was my, like, brother. We hung out every day. We was like, you know, tight, man. And I see somebody get picked up like that and just take it away and then it started and then shit started like, happening like that to me. I go out to fucking, I guess set up my, my best friend like two years later I'm growing weed and uh, my best friend fucking comes to my house does a control buy three days later the AGs are kicking my door in man arresting me dude fucking over like wow. a couple pounds of fucking weed damn 
You know, so I mean, and, and then after that, you know, so I'm trying to fight fucking charges in PA, uh-huh. and they got me on, you know, um, whatever, fucking distribution, fucking manufacturing. You, you can't grow it. You get caught growing weed. They consider a fucking manufacturing charge. You're right. manufacturing a drug now, like it's a like a felony, dude. I mean, you know, what I'm saying. I mean, it, it's stupid, but it is. You know, I mean, I know they're trying to change the laws and everything, but this is, you know, we're talking like ninety, you know, early two thousands and shit. I mean, we was uh, scheduled one fucking narcotic for how long? I mean, I still think the fucking federal government ain't actually reclassified the shit. But I mean, uh, make a long story short, they, uh, they they fucking got me, dude. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I fucking ended up doing fucking uh, a little bit of time over that and getting some probation and whatnot. So I go out to fucking California thinking that Oh, wow, California's going to be late. You know, everybody's doing what they're doing out of California. It's probably like 06, 07, you know. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go grow medical marijuana in California. I'm going to get my medical marijuana recommendation. I'm going to go to the doctors. I'm going to do it right, man. You had a plan. going to fuck with me. All right. Okay, you had a plan then. Yeah, so I go out there with my girl, I go out there with my boy Rock, you know, Mean Streak, so I mean, just real quick, I just want to, you know, say, you know, I'm not the only rapper in the family, we have a whole family of rappers here, so there's my wife, Mean Streak, you know, uh, and Money Sign, T-R-E-A-K, there's my son's baby gangsta, and, uh, and C Money, so we all be rapping, you know, about our life and the shit that's happened so so shit breaks down in california basically you know me and my me and my girl we go out there we start out in northern california and then um we you know we, we take my boy rock up there because he was a fucking crackhead so rock was smoking crack every single day back here in pittsburgh so like you know we was like he would come to my house dude and he would be up on the hill i mean i live near aliquippa pennsylvania i mean aliquippa you know that's you know, it's not, I mean, they, you know, they, they killed a cop back there on like 2000s and shit. I mean, it's a, it's a dangerous place, put it that way. And dude was up there smoking crack, like nonstop. I mean, he was a crackhead, but he was a good friend of mine. And he, and he actually went from being a, a really good human being to being like somebody that, you know, you don't even want to be around because he's going to like try to take from you or, you know what I'm saying? Like scheme on a way to get your money. You know what I'm saying? But I still wanted to help the kid out, dude, because that's the type of dude that I am. I just like helping people out. I don't want to see anybody, you know, get knocked down and not be able to come back up. You know what I'm saying? And even though I lived, I, I, even though I was a dealer, I mean, I sold him fucking crack. I don't know why. I mean, it, it was what it was what I had to turn him on to crack. He was a crackhead before he met me. You know what I'm saying? Just, you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyways, um, he, he 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 started getting fucked up, and I stopped getting. You know, I stopped I stopped cooking up. You know that type of stuff because my dude. You know, he was in prison, so, you know, the, the, the supply line got cut down, so he started going other places, up on the hill, trying to get crack and shit, and then he would get all fucked up and shit, and this motherfucker would come back to my house, and he would have his whole head split open, like, blood coming down his face, and then he's all like, oh, dog, they fucking do it, I'm like, what did you do, Rob? And then some dude hit him over the head with a tip. He tried robbing people up there, I mean, he tried taking from street dealers, and street dealers wow. fucking put up with this bullshit, and they fucked him up and they almost killed him dude and i was wow. like dude, you gotta get i mean you gotta get your wife together dog you got two daughters which he did at the time he had just had another little baby girl she was like um like fucking like i think like not even like nine ten months or something like a little baby girl and then the other baby he had she's like four or five so and he and, and, and then and then uh i'm just
like, dude, you know, you got to be out there for your daughters, dog. You're going to end up dead. You know what I'm saying? Let's go to California. Why don't you come to California with me? I got this plan. We'll go out to California. You know, we'll, we'll start doing our medical marijuana out there. Right, right. You know, we'll open up a fucking legal dispensary. Hey. We'll do this shit all right. And that part sounds right. Yeah, trying to do it right. Trying to do it right, right? Get out of the street life. Get into the fucking, you know, doing this shit legit. I mean, being being legit. Just, you know, I don't want to fucking have to fucking deal with the street no more. I want to be right. So we all went out to California thinking that we were doing something right. Well, we get out there. We set up shop in fucking Northern California. Things are kind of dicey the whole time out there. The, uh, the lady we move in with gives us permission to grow a certain amount of plants, but they have to be, like, all fucking outside, and they have to be, like, all, like, it's just, it was just weird. It was like really weird. So we we had our medical medical uh, recommendations. We went to a doctor. The doctor told us that we were allowed to each grow ninety nine plants on hey. each fucking recommendation. Okay. So like we're like, oh fuck, okay, well we could grow like almost a hundred plants. Well, there's four people here or three people, whatever, and uh, you know, hundred plants person, dude, you can grow like three hundred plants. You know, that's what you're thinking when you're going out there. It's really misleading. Let me just tell you that. I mean, they, <laughs> they tell you there's a lot of fucking gray areas in the law, which you know I'm not gonna get into the whole fucking podcast about. California weed law or anything, but this is just my personal experience, and it's happened to a lot of motherfuckers out there. Right. A lot of people from the East Coast down south, they went out there, they thought that they were going to hit this gold rush real quick, but it was like a pot rush they was calling it, and a lot of people got wrapped up, dude, and a lot of people got torn away from their families, so you know, make a long story short, I ended up in San Diego, and uh, we got raided by the fucking DEA, and they told us that everything that we were doing was illegal, because it's federally illegal. So they had ripped my wife out of bed. They took Main Street to prison. They took uh, the kids away from us, dude. I mean, lost the kids for a little while. My fucking three-year-old ripped him out of bed, guns to his fucking head. My fucking baby, dude, this is over weed. This is over marijuana. This ain't over crack and cocaine. This is over fucking marijuana. We, we had weed recommendations, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, they tried hitting us with child endangerment charges, manufacturing, this and that. We had a Damn. fucking, we wow. had a fucking uh, whole slew of bullshit. So, uh, did, did you want to cut in? I, I didn't know. I heard you trying to say something. I mean, no, I that's crazy. Know. That's all I'm saying. That's I'm, I'm hearing the story. I mean, you got a story to tell, definitely. Yeah, so make it, you know, so they they took us, they took us in. They, you know, at the time I wasn't there, I was up in Northern California. I was trying to set up another grub, and uh, I was trying to get my boy DB up there at that time. Well, you know, Rock was out there in fucking uh, Northern California. He stayed in NorCal. He met his, he met this old honey that he uh, he sacked up with. He's doing his thing. He's still out there. So he got off the crack. He's fucking, you know, he's doing his own thing. Fucking, he's actually probably successful out there. So you know, we we started our little dispensary up. We thought we were doing things right DEA kicked the fucking door and ripped our family apart told us that everything we were doing was wrong and uh you know even though we had the medical marijuana shit it did not fucking matter because it was federally illegal so uh at that time you know i had a charge pending in las vegas i had these charges pending in fucking california they were i was facing multiple felonies out there and then i was facing more more charges in pennsylvania from that fucking shit because i ended up violating my probation for some stupid bullshit so then they fucking were trying 
trying to charge me in PA again. So I'm at one time, I'm like facing three fucking felony charges. And California's Damn. a three strike and you're outside the state. So right. I've already had, you know, felony charges. So if I had like two more, I'm fucking toast. You know, I mean, they could pull me in prison 99 years to life. So during that whole transition, holy shit going down in my life, you know, coming from the slum, fucking living in a fucking motor and losing my house. My parents were like eight and I was eight years old, fucking just, you know, hustling dope, fucking crack, watching my boy get fucked up to his life, smoking crack, getting finally, I know, stop having to sell fucking crack and coke. And then finally get out there, I think I'm doing something right. And the fucking feds kick my door in. They fucking take my family and tear my family apart. So I just decided to start writing music about it, man. I was like, fuck it, you know, I got to do something different with my life, dude. I I can't be selling drugs. I can't be doing this no more. I got two sons myself now. That same talk I had with Rock, I was having it with myself. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like you have had a whirlwind story for real, which leads to the music, my story, the EP. Uh, like you said, yeah. the, the first single, 99 Years, second one, Uncivilized, and My Story. Um, let's talk a little bit yeah. about the My Story record. What was the purpose of this song exactly? I know you got a lot to get off your chest, but was this uh, pretty much the therapeutic stage for you, this record? Well, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I've always, I've grown up on hip-hop, man. I've been listening to fucking Beastie Boys, you know, uh, fucking Rum DNC. I've, I'm growing up on, you know, old, old ass woo, I mean, Rock Him, I mean, you know, Soup Dog, Rick, you know, very slick Rick. I mean, dude, I've been listening to hip-hop forever. It, this ain't like something I just picked up and started doing like three years ago. I mean, hip-hop was always a part of my my everyday routine from like seven years old on. I just was like, when when I seen MTV come out, I mean, I was a product of the eighties, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I was, you know, I, I witnessed the evolution of music television. So when I seen all these cats on there rapping and shit, I'm like, damn, I mean, I'm fucking, I mean, I, I love fucking hip hop, bro. That's like what I live and breathe hip hop. And like when during this whole transition time, you know, I'm kind of like having this epiphany, like, fuck, I gotta do something. I gotta do something better. And I'm all, I've always been a writer too. Like I'm a self-published author. I should mention that as well. Right, right. So I've been writing for like a long fucking time. I started writing at like 12 years old, 11 years old. I wrote books and shit. So I've always been a writer. So like when I just during this transition, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just start like really channeling all of my shit that's going on in my life right now, almost like a autobiography. But I'm gonna put it in the music. Right. I'm gonna make an autobiography with music, dude. I dig it. I dig it. I mean, what better way to get it off your chest and and express yourself than through the creative uh, expression of art and music? Um, yeah, that was yeah. a good so, choice. I mean, so with the my story whole track, I mean, it was just like you know, why do the police always? I mean, I kind of took a little bit of a different, and I kind of switched my flow up sometimes. I'm I'm still, you know, dude, I'm not like I'm just new, you know. What I'm saying I'm still learning. I'm still, I mean, I'm not expecting everybody to feel my shit, but it is what it is, and you know, I mean, look, I don't feel everybody else's shit either. I mean, so we're all gonna have our own personal taste, but you know, I take a different approach to to different sessions, and and I, I try different styles out i mean i got my style is always you know evolving i mean if you go back and you listen to early eminem He's like, what? My name is. Oh, yeah, my yeah. name is. I mean, you know what I mean? The dude sounded like he had like he had a clothespin on his nose or something. You know what I'm saying? But that's crazy that you bring that up, man. I mean, I feel like you kind of what your music does is kind of similar to what Marshall Mathers was doing uh, at that time. 
I feel like yeah. you kind of have touched a little bit on that same type of artistry and creativity, kind of uh, making an, another character, if you will, and now telling your story through that character. That's that's what I'm trying to do, dude. I'm trying to revolutionize a little bit here. So again, nobody's gonna, everybody's gonna have their own personal taste. So for an example, let me just jump back into this. So my story, I'm kind of like singing on it like a little Bob Dylan. If you know who Bob Dylan is, I got a little Bob Dylan voice going on. I kind of, right. you know, find a different bravado, and I kind of hit like more of like a Bob Dylan. I'm not like trying to be Tupac on that. I'm just trying to tell my story, rhyme it, you know, and, and, and get the point across. Right, right, right. No, I definitely so, picked up on the unique I, voice. I'm sorry, I missed that real quick. No, I said I definitely picked up on the unique voice, that voice you were using. Yeah, so I mean, and then, and then you know, and then again, when you if you listen to like a song like Swine, you know, my dislike for corrupt police officers and dirty DEA agents that take forty, fifty thousand dollars of your money, um, you know, you 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 understand my voice is raspy, and I got more of like I try to get that more raspy tone in there, like an early Matt Miller style, you know, and then I got new shit coming out that uh, you know I got some auto tune too. Everybody likes the auto tune, of course. So like uncivilized on that my story, I got. A little auto auto tune on my voice and shit i mean i'm not fucking you know debbie lovato or whatever i'm saying you know <laughs> i'm not trying to be you know but i like to do my own course and shit and then we also feature the other family members on our track so like on civilized that's my wife mean streak on there she you know she got a verse on there and then um you know i also do projects with my two sons c money um dollar sign cent sign dash m-o-n-e-y dollar sign then baby gangsta uh G-A-N-G-S-T-N. These kids are 10 and 12 years old, dog. I mean, they're writing their own music. They're going, they're, they're freaking 10 and 12 years old writing their own shit. Like rhyming, like staying on beat. Like uh, sometimes I think they're better than me. <laughs> I mean, for real, dude. That's great. You yeah. So, I mean, they got, they got their own music out. So like what we're trying to do is something a little different too. So we're trying to we're trying to come through as like the first Irish family of hip hop. Like, yeah, I saw that the IRA. Irish. Yeah, the IRA. Yeah, the IRA. So like the IRA, Irish rapping Americans is what we're saying. So you know what I'm saying? Irish rapping Americans. That's what we are. All my, I got a whole crew of redheads here. I even got a red beard myself, but unfortunately <laughs> my hair don't blend, so I'm a little bit of the oddball. But uh, everybody else is a redhead, and they all Irish, and you know we all be you know laying down our verses and you know helping each other out and and being a family, dude. Doing this as a family too, not just like oh let's just focus on cold case or let's just focus on this we're doing this thing as like a whole family type of thing too you know yeah i got my own material out right now but i'm also this is about all of us kind of like being able to make music make art together talk about these experiences that happen to each and every one of these like people in this family the same shit like you know you know my my wife mean street she was the one that ripped out of bed during that dea raid i mean you know what i'm saying my kids i mean they they all face their own stories we all have our own story to tell this is just one story and this is my story here it is, my man Cold Case on the phone lines right now. Pittsburgh, PA on the phone lines. My story, the new EP. Make sure you check for it. Um, let me ask you this. Um, what? Talk a little bit about the the. You, you're talking about the family business, and I thought that was a beautiful thing. Um, the fact that you everybody has a role. Everybody's talking about their story in particular. Um, what made you want to be tra this transparent in your your life and your music and, and bringing even your family into everything? What made you want to do that? 
Well, you know, I look at it this, man. The only way to succeed at an, as an artist, I mean, that may be wrong. This is just what I look at it look at it like and i'm kind of an old head a little bit i'm probably done a little past my prime you know what i'm saying <laughs> but, uh, i'm still young you know i'm not fucking like 60 or anything i mean you know i'm i'm, I'm up there you know I'm, I'm almost i'm fucking 40 years old dude you know what i mean Thanks. i live i lived a long life already you know i'm halfway through my life so i feel like and you know i feel like this you know my, my kids are young they're 10 years old they're 12 years old my wife is you know early 30s you know what i'm saying so i'm robbing the cradle on that one but uh <laughs> so, so uh you know uh being transparent is the best way to be real and that's the best way i'll say it i'm not i'm not a i'm not a studio gangster i'm not out here trying to pretend i live some kind of life that i didn't live yeah. dude. like we are being honest about the lives that we live and being transparent is being real, in my opinion. Because, you know, we could be out here saying this and that. A lot of people say a lot of crazy shit with, with today's rap. But this is what happened to us, dude. I mean, we have a real story to tell. I mean, we each and every one of us, man, we, we, we've been down that road. And now we're, we're like rising from the ashes like a phoenix, dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now it's just like, I feel like the sky's the limit. You know, like Big would say, sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. I mean, keep going. If you're honest with your fan, you're honest with your listeners, you're just putting your real story out there, you're putting your real heart and soul into something, you're being real, then that's, that's the only thing that you can do. And hopefully one day you jump on a big label. Like a big label says, well, fuck, these, these dudes are being real. This is a real story they got to tell. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. My man Cold Case on the phone lines. We're talking about my story. Yeah, he's got the new EP as well as the single. Uh, let me give you some feedback. What I thought, real quick, too. Like I said, I would. Um, thought it was very unique sounding voice, as we mentioned earlier. The sound it itself. Uh, I dig the storytelling vibe of the song. Um, like I said, it did remind me a little bit of the Marshall Mathers early years. Uh, that whole vibe of, of having that actual extra character. Uh, character to, to tell your story so to speak um i dig the beat uh, very intriguing uh creative concept and delivery overall um i thought it was authentic i, I definitely got the transparency of, of telling your story of your life um and you're creating kind of a new energy and sound with that voice so i wouldn't even i would even say keep developing keep working um like we just said that Marshall Mathers thing that really exploded when it hit the scene um for sure right yeah, for sure so i say keep keep doing what you're doing as far as trying to develop yourself and finding your sound in your lane definitely I, pre I appreciate all that and you know with with everything you know those are huge compliments to me you know comparing me to early Marshall Mathers I mean that obviously was you know somebody that you know we looked up to I mean you know we're like oh damn white boy's doing his thing shit I mean he's <laughs> got a fucking flow no, I mean that's you know fact. and everybody not everybody liked Marshall Mathers and I don't want to be Marshall Mathers I'm not trying to be a stan right, I'm right. trying to be myself dude you know what I mean that's why I got my own sound I do a lot I try to find beats with a lot of instrumentals in them i mean if you really dig into my music like you know i do got a whole variety of sound so but i will definitely consider that and take that into aspect that just keep developing that sound developing, of, uh, my story no i definitely say that man because i mean being creative and standing out is the thing i mean that's what you want to do you want to stand out you want to build a, a fan base a cult fan base that's going to fuck with what you're doing like you said being, exactly. being authentic being transparent versus trying to do and sound like somebody else it, it caught me off guard hearing the voice 
in in the beginning but i will say it, that i was able to adjust and it, it it put me in a different trance it, it opened my ears and my mind and that's what art is it's a, it's an expression so i would say keep developing it you know i it, it doesn't sound horrible it doesn't sound bad it doesn't sound this or that to me it's different you know and, and when, yeah. when it's different you want to keep in you know ex- excelling on that idea and creating sure. you know making sure that you're building that idea and that concept to where it can be something major i think you're on to something with doing the different voices what i'm saying so play with it okay okay thank you yeah i do appreciate that for sure absolutely okay. so um yeah i mean and then at the end of the day i just i don't want to like you said i'm not trying to be like everybody else and everybody auto-tuning out here everybody doing this everybody trying to play you know earthy way now i mean you know it's all come on man but you know what i'm saying like it's i don't know how old you are or whatever but i mean like if you're as old as i am you know that or even close to mine maybe you're older than me i don't even fucking know but you know the evolution that hip-hop has gone through That's and there cool. are so many different dynamics and changes and why can't one person just you know you change to what he's doing and, and just do his thing now no, i'm gonna say i do have haters of course we all get haters i'm out here doing stuff that most people weren't doing i mean and then like you know there's there's little haters here and there like oh you soccer stop your crap rah. you know so whatever they can throw tomatoes at me but i look at it like this dog i let my haters become my motivators because i'm doing something real i'm doing something authentic i'm doing something that not most other people were doing with my family right, involved right. here now that's big that's big and bringing in your family again that's that's major as a matter of fact i want to make sure our listeners can stay tapped in with you what's your social media so they can follow the movement yeah so it's uh at the real cold case and that's just all you know lowercase and you know at the real cold case now just i should mention if anybody's looking me up on like apple music or spotify i'm on all the major streaming platforms too but my my my, my name is spelled with the dollar sign not the s so it's c-o-l-d you know k-c-a money sign e it is my man cold case pittsburgh pa on the phone lines go ahead introduce the new single for the people right quick yeah, so, uh, you know, the, uh, the EP is called My Story, uh, three tracks on it, My Story tells about my life and, uh, you know, what I was going through, the next one is, uh, 99 years, talks about chasing almost, you know, uh, fucking, uh, lifetime in jail there, and then the third one is, uh, Uncivilized, being in and out of prison, chilling on civilized, being locked up at, like, 16, I mean, my first time I went to, you know, juvie, I was 16 years old, the next time mm. I went, I was in prison, 18. I mean, I've been in and out of jail. I mean, so once you get in and out of jail and you have to, you know, you have to live like that. You have to eat garbage. You have to worry about survival. You can't sit at the right table. You know what I'm saying? You have to be worried about things. I mean, hell, colors matter in jail. You can't, you know, don't wear the wrong fucking color, dog. You may come back not, not, not come out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's, it's things like that. And, uh, you know, I just talk about being still in uncivilized, being in and out of that, you know, jail routine for so far long. I mean, it happened to me for like, it felt like half my life. I'm not doing anything anymore and I'm living a good life. I'm trying to focus on this music. You know, we've been, been writing for almost 10 years now. I finally just hit the studio. There it is. But we're going to let them hear right now. You're listening to my story right now on the bandwagon radio. Do me a favor, turn it up. Let go. Keep spinning back, doing back. My freedom is under attack. Take a big boat out to sea Just let me be left alone and let me be 
complete, yeah, fuck the shit he bleed No rhyme without a reason, this must be my season I'm somebody you look up to and do even three cases impending I'm fighting and defeating, you already know my story My life's anything but glory, I'm tired but awake without opiates I hate, so another fight can I take Anything but glory